I will just have a large glass of milk and a child's singular meatball. (laughs) Hello, we are here at Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 12 of Untamed Shrews, Women Talk Theater, presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Dawn. I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky. And welcome to today's episode. Before we get started on our silly topic today, stage disasters, let's do a quick check-in. Shrews, how are you doing? (laughs) Good. You're very pregnant over there. Yeah, (laughs) it's really miserable. (laughs) But you have muffins to eat. I have muffins to eat. I can only eat in the mornings. I can't sleep at night. It's getting to be the end. Yeah, (laughs) the end is nigh. Yeah, luckily. Soon enough. Soon enough. That's basically. That's basically how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. It's about all I can handle right now. We are recording two episodes today because Dawn's due date is November 29th, which is going to be a little too soon for our December episode. So this is our December episode, but it is currently November. We're time traveling. <laughs> so by the time you're hearing this, yeah. I will no longer be pregnant. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. You will be very much Woo. having a baby. I ah. eat full meals, lay on my stomach, <laughs> have a cup of coffee, Live in the some wine. Yeah. I can't Ooh. wait. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah. Bex, how about you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, this is going to be my first uh, winter in Flagstaff. So, <gasps> You're right. Wow. Yeah, I've usually been gone between like October through February, March. So yeah. I'm really, uh, hopefully it's snowing right now when this episode plays. Uh, that would make <laughs> me really happy. That's true. We'll be very much near Christmas. So. Yeah. It'll be, this episode comes out on December 19th, which is also the closing date of Christmas Carol. So when this comes out, yeah. Christmas Carol will have just closed, which is crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'll we start rehearsal this weekend. So much time travel. Yeah. I know. <laughs> much time traveling. Much time traveling. Yeah. That's Hannah, it. how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Things are also really busy. I feel like I'm working so much. Um, been doing a lot of aerial. I don't know. I feel like. I was telling one of my girlfriends, I feel like I really took a turn in Ariel this semester. I've been taking a lot more classes. So intended. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) I feel, I feel like I've really improved just like the last few weeks. So I've just been having tons of fun in class and been focusing on choreographing and stuff like that. And Christmas Carol is about to start, which is crazy. People are arriving in just a few days. So that's always scary housing (laughs) and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get started. I'm sad I'm not in the show, but I'm costume designing. So that's obviously been lots of fun. Yeah. I love costume designing. I love clothes. (laughs) I also just like sitting in piles of clothes. It's like one of my favorite things. So when I just like go, when I start costume designing, basically what I do is I just like sit in a pile of clothes. And it's start just like sorting. Osmosis, like <laughs> let the vision come to you. Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> That's so quirky. I just like, I just like, well, I just kind of sort of like go through things and sit in this big pile and like sort things. I don't know. I just yeah. like, I just like clothes a lot. <laughs> they make me happy. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well, yay. It seems like the, the shrews are doing okay. We just had our little mm-hmm. 10 episode celebration this month. If you saw on our Instagram, um, we just wanted to celebrate getting it through, getting through 10 months. And we knew that since Dawn was going to be having her baby, we couldn't really celebrate the year mark very well. <laughs> so I figured 10 was a great place to start. So yay, we had some pasta. 
I had a two <laughs> to commemorate. And I had a huge glass of milk. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so sad. Tell them that story. Tell them that story. Well, just when you're pregnant, you can't eat very much at a time, and especially at night. So when I arrived, it was like, <laughs> se- did we do it at like seven? seven or so? yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'll just have a large glass of milk and a child's singular meatball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Pause, the waiter so delivered. Yeah, the he, waiter delivered. Yeah. I mean, people are really nice to you when you're pregnant. It is <laughs> one of the perks. He was so nice because we were just talking about like so many female issues at our table. <laughs> like we were just talking about like our OBGYNs and stuff. Yep. And like he just kept walking up at the most inopportune times. But he was such a sweetie. <laughs> he was so sweet. So yeah, when I ordered my milk, I expected a small glass of milk. I got like a beer glass of milk. <laughs> A pint of milk. And I finished it. It was delicious. (laughs) Oh, that's so silly. Well, let's chat about some silliness about stage disasters. This one's so fun. In our notes, we have a lot of different stories Mm -hmm. listed out. So who wants to start us off? Well, your favorite disaster. (laughs) Favorite disaster. So my fear as a stage manager is having to do a show stop for whatever reason and then being the person because, you know, the stage manager is kind of like the conductor in that sense Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, like we are stopping the show. Like the stage manager makes that decision often based off of, you know, maybe someone's like maybe one of the run crew is like this isn't working. We have to stop or something is going on. But it's usually everyone goes the stage manager who's giving that um direction there and then having to like restart a show as a stage manager oh my god oh my heart is pounding just thinking about (laughs) it um so I don't think I have had to stop the show as a stage manager but I was ASMing a show and uh West Side Story and one of the units excuse me oh gosh great that's gonna make it on air one of the what (laughs) one of the units my voice cracked I thought you said unions I was like ooh did they strike 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 strike. no no no. um just one of our like stage units these big metal pieces that are like three stories tall um that they kind of like they're on a track um automate it but they would swing off to like the sides to be on the side stage and then like swing downstage and it wasn't working correctly and so our run crew who was running that was like it's just not gonna oh, work. No. We gotta stop because it's unsafe. Wow. As you say, um, it's big. Yeah, yeah, it's big metal pieces. Yeah. People are dancing. It's just not a good uh, combination. Um, so our stage manager, who was calling that show, she stopped the show. And luckily, it was at a point that we had done many, many times because we always do a sound check before the first performance in a new venue. And so, like, that was kind of right at the start of where that sound check would have started. So she was already, like, in that mindset of, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to pick it up from here because that – not because, but that's just a good place to to go back to and also a place that, like, we were all familiar with um, just starting from because of sound check. It's also probably so hard for the actors to, like, actively stop and, like, jump back in. It's probably really difficult. Yeah. I was seeing, I saw Carousel on Broadway in 2018, 2017, and oh my gosh, the show stopped not once, but twice ah, for two whoa. different reasons. So I'm watching this like beautiful, stunning show, and Jesse Mueller is like singing an aria, and I think what happened, uh, we could also, we all had to sort of gather the details, but I think what happened is a kid was in the in like the orchestra section and i think that they thought he was choking but i think he was throwing up oh yeah and i know either way terrible and like so the show stopped 
And then it restarted and then like five minutes later stopped again. But I can't remember what the second reason was. Like it was a separate patron that something uh, else happened. Yikes. And I literally saw Jesse Mueller like dead inside. <laughs> she was like so <laughs> upset. Like she was sitting there like over his dead body, like singing him a song. Or uh, I can't remember what section of the, of the show it was, but it was a very dramatic section. And she ha- I think she had to restart her song twice. And she wow. just kept getting called off the stage, and I could just see it in her eyes. Oh, she was no. like, "Oh my gosh, humans!" Because it takes yeah, twice. A, it takes a lot for a show to stop. Yeah. Like things Especially have to on be Broadway. Yeah, yeah, pretty big. But yeah. for it to stop twice for two separate reasons within in several the same minutes, song, oh. several minutes, and <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it was. That's my only, I, that's the only time I've seen a show stop. Oh, no, at USF, I've seen show stops all the time, but that's for rain. They're like, oh, they yeah. show stop all the time. So that's like super normal because only like half of the audience is covered. So yeah. they show stop mm-hmm. for rain all the time. But I've also sat through some monsoons. Yeah. Where they did not stop the show. And Wait, I was like, uh, we've performed <laughs> in like yeah. a monsoon. Oh, no, but yeah. like actively like patrons being rained on. And yeah. They like try to push through and they just, they can't. Stop. And they'll like stop the show and like all the stage crew will run out with all these blankets and they'll start like drying the stage and then they'll all run off. It's like 30 seconds. And yeah. then like they come back and it's like Shakespeare. <laughs> it's, 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 it's especially, Wow. It's it's especially (laughs) funny in like um, the histories when it's like these dramatic battle scenes and then the SM comes over and they like stop the show. All the run crew come out and then they leave again and they just look like little bugs like running around. Cleaning off. Yeah, cleaning off the stage. Yeah, we've definitely done a couple of those monsoon shows at Flag Shakes, but we usually just pause. And it's so funny because patrons actually love it. Like. I was just talking to someone the other yeah. day who Screaming I didn't know rain. was a flag. flag sh- she's actually like a pregnant friend. Oh, and oh, we go yay. on Pregnant Lady Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but at Pregnant Lady Lunch, I learned she was a flag shakes patron, which I what? had no idea. Nice. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then she was talking about the time she saw the show and they had to stop for rain and it was so cool. <laughs> so I think it kind of like brings everyone together yeah. when the audience is kind of involved and they're all rooting for everything to get going yeah. again. And they really want the, you know, like... They really want everyone to get back on track. And it's also like a special show for them too, right? Because it is live theater and it's like, ooh, like this probably doesn't always happen. Like I'm seeing something a little bit different than what other people might see. Exactly. Even if it is like a stop. (laughs) Well, my favorite is when like the Raid and Thunder is like at the perfect moment. Yes. This summer during Midsummer, Amy Bjorklund was doing her Titania monologue about the seasons. Yes. And she was talking about like we want our winter cheer and it was just like thunder. (laughs) And she just like looked up at this guy and then like looked it over on him and was like, (laughs) see? Obby. So good. So it's like those are my favorite ones. Or like Titus we had a really big like rainstorm storm but it was perfect because like I remember like Christian trip like screaming over yeah over the (laughs) over the rain but it was just perfect because he's just like this big buff like you know soldier type and it just made sense but it's more it's more difficult when you're like having a romantic scene yeah you can't hear them yeah trying to have this moment so I have like I have like my top three and um one of them isn't on here but it was actually like maybe I was really young actor. It was in 
it was in college and I was in a I was in a production of Steel Magnolias and I forgot to bring in like she's having her hair done for her wedding mm-hmm. and she has baby's breath to put in her hair and I forgot to bring it in. Oh. So I had to improv about like leaving it in the car and having to run out to get it <laughs> and then the other actors had to vamp. And honestly, I don't think it was that terrible right except but that it's after the show the director legit broke his um oh what are those things called i can't think of what it's called clipboard <gasps> over his knee as he yelled at me about what? forgetting the baby's breath whoa wow and i was like that was not cool yeah. retrospectively like in the moment i just thought okay like i deserve this. i really yeah, really I really up. screwed yeah. up and this director is super pissed at me and i never should have forgotten that prop because i left everyone else hanging but now i'm like it was community college yeah it was a production of steel magnolias at a community yeah, college yeah. i totally also covered. humans even on broadway i mean you're a human yeah you forget things sometimes yes. i know but he yeah. broke his clipboard yes. about it yeah so that was my first like stage disaster that really stands out in my mind and i think it was more because of how he reacted yeah than what actually happened yeah um because you were able to cover it you i mean that's actually pretty yeah. quick thinking rather than just yeah. like not having the problem I was like, oh, shoot, it's in my car. Yeah. I mean, I guess now, retrospectively, I'm like, oh, I could have just said I decided against it. <laughs> is, it yeah. is it in the lines? Like, yes, I brought you baby's breath. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She yeah. asks where it is, and I give it to her. So I, I <laughs> she asks where it is, and you're like, um, I, I don't want to. I should have just been like, I decided against it. And then they wouldn't have had to. But, she, but then that. she may have gotten also, I mean, no matter what, you're going to get confused. Because yes, if an actor yeah. doesn't know what's happening, then they automatically you know, they also get a little bit flustered. So yeah. no matter what, like, everyone was going to get a little bit flustered because obviously something has yeah. changed. Something like, even happened. something small, like, I was in a production of Twelfth Night in college where I was playing Olivia, and um, one of my good friends, Cade, he was playing Malvolio, and he came, you know, he comes in and, like, the whole ring exchange. Yeah. And um, I had forgotten my ring, and I, but I was wearing a bracelet, and so I just kept the line as ring, but gave him mm. the bracelet. And I like kind of like mimed the shape, like that it was circular and like kind of just cool. like, Good. Yeah. I don't know, gave him, gave him the ring. Right. I was like, it's Shakespeare. People might think that like yeah. it's the symbolic. globe, the ring, I don't know. Yeah, it's symbolic. So I like gave it to him. And even that, like, you know, he, you know, we looked at each other in the eyes with slight terror. Yeah. But then of course that like put everybody behind because then right. he takes takes the quote-unquote ring, which is actually a bracelet, to Cesario. And Cesario doesn't expect to see a bracelet, so then she has a bracelet, and it just kind of, like, keeps going. It's like, well, now everyone's toting around this bracelet rather than this ring, and it's changed everything. So, I mean, no matter what, it's like you look at each other and you're like, go with me here, buddy. Like, please. Yeah. Yeah. So my second favorite is also a props disaster. And this is one I witnessed, not one I was involved in. And it was a high school production of Romeo and Juliet. Oh my gosh. I have something about this too. (laughs) And it was, so it was, it was maybe one of the most brilliant stage moments I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Oh, you told me this story. It's so good. I'm hearing it for the first time. I think. it's just these two young high schoolers doing Romeo and Juliet. And it's it's a high school production of Romeo and Juliet. Like, it's okay. Um, and they get to the very end. And, of course, Juliet needs Romeo's dagger to yeah. kill herself at the end. Mm-hmm. 
So he's taken poison. She has all the lines about like trying to get the poison off his lips, seeing if there's any poison in the vial. So yeah. she really, you know, backs herself into a corner as far as needing that there's dagger. Else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. has to have the dagger. So this young woman goes to reach for Romeo's dagger and it's not there. Yeah. And in the most epic moment of theater I've ever <laughs> witnessed in my entire oh, life, <laughs> she just she looks for two seconds like a like a startled deer and then she gets this resolve on her face and she reaches into her costume and rips open her blood bag so that it just looks <gasps> yes. like she tore her own heart Whoa. out yeah metal so it was metal. so hardcore um, the wow. audience was like Screaming. i've never heard an audience react to a moment of theater like that i've never seen another moment of theater <laughs> like that Damn. it was incredible and kudos to her for not just like totally panicking and losing it or running off stage yeah grabbing it but she was like i've got this i will tear out my own heart it was so good (laughs) and she was so young so that's my that was my second favorite i feel like props create a lot of they do and that reminds me so i have it written down too uh so when i was in college um, I was ASMing a show, and I think people had probably heard horror stories like that, specifically about R&J, because my director, like, it was part of my pre-show to triple check the dagger, because it was, like, this bower. So we had um, we had this really cool, in the atoms, there's, like, this really cool trap that um, comes up, and it was, like, going to be... Oh, what is it called? Like a tombstone, like or not a tombstone, uh, a beer, like a thing called... you can lay on. Yeah, okay. it's called a beer. Okay, so it comes B E I R. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, but you pronounce it beer. Okay. A lot of people say buyer, but yeah. it's not right. It's okay. Elizabethan. It's pronounced beer. Okay. It's a beer. <laughs> Laying on that beer, so I had to double or like triple check this dagger. Um, just because he was so worried that that exact thing was going to happen. So obviously, it's happened enough specifically Uh in R&J, that the dagger doesn't make it on stage. And you're right. She backs herself into a corner. There is no other option. Yeah. Yeah. It's like her I guess, like, go steal Paris's... Die slowly in a tomb. Yeah. Like... Well, because Paris is already in there, right? Um... A pa- doesn't he put Paris just outside? Or oh, does he I don't remember. Because I was like, maybe go steal Paris's wow, sword. I can't believe I don't remember this off the top of my I head. I think Paris is But in he there. drags Paris over. Out? But I thought he just dragged him to the door. I think he's still in there. Is he somewhere? I think so. But I mean, depending on what they've given him. But a really long sword is awfully yeah. hard to <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. just do the like if bottom. Have, if you haven't but, done the combat choreography yeah. on that, I'd recommend against it. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. don't improvise with uh, a stage combat sword. or stage weaponry. Yeah, that's uh, true. The stage manager of me got really scared. The, the stage manager. <laughs> yeah. Becky's yeah. like, no! Like, uh, I don't know. A terrified Hannah would be like, what can I steal? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would probably like makeshift my shirt into a noose or something. <laughs> oh, no. Anything to die. To, Anything to get those. To die. Yeah. I think I would be tempted to just kind of like pretend to palm a dagger. I think yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. I think that's what I'd do. A small one. Yeah, like, I would just like pretend like was it there and can yeah. I get it in yeah. my chest? Yeah. Like, yeah. And sort of try to like, I don't know, extend your like sweater yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're all now trying to like, <laughs> we're miming all of this you can't see us you're missing it we're on the zoom everyone's stabbing each other (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so good okay my last one okay okay happened to me and this was truly the the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me on stage 
So I was in a production that was, I think, totally cursed. In this production, so many things went wrong. At one point, our lead actor was in a motorcycle accident on the way to a matinee. And someone else had to take over and just, like, do it on script. Wow. Like, you know, hiding the script in, like, newspapers and books. And, like, it was horrifying. Yeah, that's horrifying. Um, He was okay in the end. But it was still, I think, maybe one of the most traumatic things. So... One night, I'm so I'm doing this role, and I'm this like young blonde, like kind of like um, I don't know. It's set in the '50s, so I had all these like cute little costumes, mm-hmm. and I make this like midnight phone call to an older man, and Ooh. I'm wearing like this like white lacy chiffon dress with like boudoir slippers, you uh-huh. know, the little fluffy yeah. like. Oh yeah, the like I just killed my husband slippers. Yeah, oh, my I little love boudoir those. slippers. That is the uh, the name for them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have you wait? Have you ever seen that meme where it's like? Um, it's like, no, I did not kill my husband. And she's wearing, like, the fluffy slippers and, like, the long robe with fur on the ends. And she's, like, on, like, a very large staircase. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Continue. And you're like, you did. Yeah, you did. So, so I'm playing this character. So we hang up from the phone call. And I am supposed to just kind of, like, excitedly scamper off stage. Well, I totally ate it. Like, <gasps> oh, no. I don't know if it was my shoes or the stage or whatever happened. But we had three freestanding set pieces, like, <gasps> each representing a different location. And I not only fell in and, like, slid like and gave myself really bad like rug burn on oh, like no. all the way up my thigh and butt but I slid straight into one of those oh, set pieces oh, no. and it shook but it like, didn't fall on you it didn't fall the audience was so terrified I'm sure and then there was no way to cover it there was like no way to be like oops that was supposed to happen or that was it so I just like picked myself up and walked and off left, stage yeah and then later, we all there was only one bar in this town. It was the tiniest town. It was a bar and a diner. It was like in two separate parts of the – anyway, it was kind of funny. So we were all eating dinner, and I walked over to the bar to ask for something, like for our, my dinner. And there were two people who I guess had been at the show. Oh. And they just looked at me, and the one woman looked at me, and she was like – we saw the show Oh, in that tone of voice with like this terrible look on her face. Oh, wow. And I was just like, thanks. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Cause you were like, I totally biffed it. But I'm like, sure I it was it. lovely. Otherwise, yeah. like ignore yeah. that like one moment. I know. I don't uh, think anything else bad happened yeah. that night in that yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> that show was pretty, pretty bad. Terrible. Like a lot oh, of no. horrible things happened in people's personal lives. And like the, yeah. the actor who got oh, in the no. motorcycle. Yeah. But honestly, what was the show, so did you say? It was called Grand Opening. Oh. And it was just this like silly show. So it was kind of a cool theater. It was a theater like in the hometown of this playwright. Um, and they had like his family home was there and then they had a theater next to it. Oh. Um, and it was just a play about basically like his childhood. And oh, it was so just cool. a cute, fluffy night. It wasn't like anything like Mackers or like <laughs> anything where you would be like, why is yeah. everything's cursed? It was but just honestly, super you guys fluffy. Were probably just really because of all the things that were happening, everyone was probably just in a weird headspace. And that's when the things go wrong because you're distracted and, you know, you're worried and, like, that's what happens, you know. Like, you're thinking about other things and that's why you – because one little thing can really, like, domino effect. Like I said, like, the ring, that domino affected, like, several scenes because you had changed (laughs) something and it had to get, you know. So that's probably why everyone was just, like, a little flustered. Yeah, Yeah. it was just crazy. Oh, (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I don't think I've ever, I've never body checked stage pieces. (laughs) But um, I've been talking about this skirt falling off story for a while. Um, So I guess I will tell that one. And Becky, I see that you also have a skirt story. So it's just going to segue right into your skirt story. (laughs) I was in a Christmas show and I was playing a princess. So I had like these, this big puffy outfit and I had a bunch of layers because it was like um, sort of like ballet inspired what I was wearing so it was kind of like tutu like and I had like tights and like little uh like a bunch of layers of tulle and then like a skirt on top of that and um it was super pretty I loved it um I was on stage and I was about to exit and just all of a sudden my skirt falls off thankfully I'm in tights but it just like it shocks me so much but I know that the scene is almost done so I'm like I don't really think that like trying to get it back on is worth it so I eventually just kick it off into the wings like say my <laughs> final line and then just like flit off <laughs> and um, like I remember my uh my dresser was a good friend of mine and she like comes running and she's like ah and we like try to get it back on for my next scene but I uh, I just I mean maybe I shouldn't have stayed skirtless but I just felt like it wasn't worth trying to like get, you know, like yeah, try to get yeah. through my lines while like trying to, you know, reattach this skirt um, because yeah. I would and have had to were, get it over a bunch of layers. And if stuff. you were comfortable, like it feels like it would be more distracting and maybe just a little bit more like right. just cumbersome just to be like playing with that skirt. Yeah. But yeah. instead of just like taking it off and like we've just like we've removed it, like right. moving on. <laughs> and I was in tights. So yeah. I felt like I was covered enough. And I, again, I was only on stage for like a few more seconds. So I just kind of got through. But um, I still think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more funny to me because like I wasn't naked. So like, yeah, it's not like a huge deal. It yeah. was more just like, all right, I'm a skirtless princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about yours, Bex? Uh, mine is I was doing The Diary of Anne Frank. And um, yeah, Great show. Um, I'm just yeah. laughing because I have a funny skirt story in the middle of a, the Diary of Anne Frank. Yeah. Um, so I had a quick change and I'm like fully on stage in the other scene. And um, the guy who was playing my dad, I was playing Margot and sister. And the guy who was playing, um, is it Otto? Otto, uh, like he like part of his blocking is like going into the room and like coming to bring me out to dinner or whatever that scene was. And so I come out and then um, the skirt was, my skirt was tucked into like my tights, I guess, or oh, like no. the band of the skirt or something. Oh, no. Like, so, so like, like up in the back, yeah. like, so your butt's showing. Yeah. But luckily the woman who was playing my mom like adjusted it for me. Nice. But I was like, like, sir, like you got to have my back. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> what are like, you I, doing? Yeah. So now every time I'm wearing a skirt or a dress, like I just got to do that like check of like, is the skirt is, down? No, Am I flashing everyone? <laughs> Tights will eat your skirt yep. all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, oh, it's yeah. risky. It's yeah. risky. Yeah. Yeah. I love that the woman playing your mom fixed it for you. That's yeah. so natural. So much. No, true. Yeah. yeah. She would do that. She'd be like, oh, silly. Liz. Wait, who are you playing? I was playing Margot. Okay. And gotcha. sister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good show. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. That's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Heartbreaking. I have, yeah, so true. Let's see. What else do I have? I have something similar to your Steel Magnolias story. I was in high school and um, I was in Annie Get Your Gun. And I was playing Dolly, who's like the sassy, like villainous character. And one of my really good friends, his name was Ryan. He was on stage and someone else was supposed to enter. And I don't I don't know 
what the scene was and I was waiting in the wings for like this the next scene and this person just never entered and Ryan like looks at me in the wings and just like eyes me and is like looking at me like you need to come out here like save me so I just like walked out and was like hey (laughs) and we just like vamped honestly it's been so many years I don't remember exactly what happened I think that the person eventually realized and ran out and I left but I I can't super remember but I just oh it was so scary because I was like I can't leave my friend hanging he's like looking me in the eyes like I can't not yeah but I didn't know what to do and I mean I was like 16 like yeah I was not like a great improver I I mean I didn't necessarily know what to do I don't even remember it's all a blur at this point yeah but I just remembered going out and trying to save him and I think it wasn't terrible I don't remember but (laughs) <laughs> it and, happened. Yeah. And in that same show, you know, she's so Annie gets your gun. She's like a sharpshooter. And there's this line where she says she's going to shoot the egg off the poodle's head. But he said, I'm going to shoot the poodle off the egg's head. And we all just like looked at each other and like giggled and moved on. And we just always quoted that for like years after, like poodle off the egg's head. Oh, well, line mix ups. Um, yeah, those for, are so silly. For window shakes just this past um uh, a couple weeks ago, um, one of, I was playing uh, Cressida in a Troilus and Cressida scene with um, Sam, and one of my lines, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was like, oh, it was like, fox to the lamb. I was going to say, was it the fox and, line? Yeah, you were and struggling I, with that I line. definitely, whoa. Well, you told me that. <laughs> you do. No, you told me that. You were like, why? Like, for some reason, yeah. this line just like won't stick the in my brain. The connection wasn't there in my brain. And <laughs> I was you. I was on autopilot. Shots fired. Not autopilot, but yeah. Uh, but I was just like, I don't like just kind of like you know how sometimes like when you're saying the lines and you're like yeah like I've got this I don't yeah. need to worry and I went the fox and the hound and Sam just kind of like snickered a little bit and I was like uh, the Disney keep going movie? keep going <laughs> oops uh, I had I had one that was kind of in between where I was doing this run of a show it was at a small repertory theater in uh, Minnesota and it was my first professional internship. Ooh. So I was just an apprentice in the show, and I and it was a new playwright play, and we ran it for like ugh, four months or something, you know, because it ran in repertory with a couple other things, and but it ran for a long time. Um, and one of the other actors who in it, who was in it was incredible professional actor, still one of my favorite humans, and just this amazing actor. And we must have been three months into the run. And he has this long monologue alone on a bridge with me where I just like essentially kind of like nod and like listen to what he's saying about like the last 20 years of his life or whatever. (laughs) And it was similar to your friend. He walked out on stage and I could see in his eyes that there was nothing there. Yeah. Like I could just tell but oh, he so had he, no idea so it was what like to say. Entirely his scene, blanked. basically. It was entirely his scene. It was his huge monologue. And I could just see that same, like, help me. So you just, <laughs> did you just kind of, like, say his monologue back to him? I just kept asking him questions, questions. Yeah. <laughs> that I knew were okay. in the monologue. And it would be like, I would ask a question. He would look so relieved he would answer it. And, and then, then back to panic. <laughs> yeah. And then he would, and then I would ask him a question. He would look so relieved he would answer it. And then straight back to panic. And this went on for the entirety of that scene until we were able to get off stage. Oh. And when we got off stage, I just remember he like hugged me so hard. He like picked me up off the ground. Aww. And I was like, 
What happened? I was so, yeah. He doesn't just, know. I mean, he just blanked. He wow. just, it, it was all went away. Amazing. Yeah. Three months into the run of this show, this really yeah. amazing professional wow. actor. Yeah. Like, not at all, you know, like he didn't learn his lines or something. Like, he right. knew his lines and they just it went happens. out of his head. Yeah. And it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Luckily, it was a very low attendance matinee. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't matter too much. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I don't think anybody. <laughs> we all noticed. hope that our mess ups will happen on a low attendance. Mad. I know. <laughs> Did you guys all see the meme that was going around that was like, I was performing to 20% yeah. houses before yeah. it was cool? <laughs> before the pandemic. It. Yeah. <laughs> I was performing to 20% capacity before it was cool. Uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yes, haven't we identify. <laughs> identify. Haven't we all? Yep. So silly. Well, on that silly note, we are out of time. Um, so thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Hannah. And I'm Becky. And I'm Don. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. This episode of Untamed Shrews starring Don Tucker, Becky Zeritsky, and Hannah Fonts. Show art by Calliope Ludecker. Podcast theme song by Cadence Lamb. Podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts, presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival, and recorded at Sun Sounds, Arizona. Special thanks to our audio engineer, Gina Byers. Yay! Bye. That was so fun! Yay. Bye, guys! Bye. <laughs>